Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, you can do better. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Still standing, turn your Bibles with me. Wow, what a blessing. Are you blessed to be in church? Okay. Let's go to the Old Testament. Those who only have the New Testament, you are in trouble. Go to Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. Are you there? Verse number 6. Chapter 4, we are reading from verse number 6. I wish I could read from the top, but it's okay. Bible says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might. Tell somebody, Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit. Saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. And verse number seven, the Bible says, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Hallelujah. Are you there? Verse number 8, and moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. Hallelujah. May you finish what you've started. May all your plans come to pass in the name of Jesus. May God guide you to finish all that is before you. May you not die before your, 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 your time. Hallelujah. And how will you be able to accomplish and achieve all that, not even what you have decided, but all that God has asked you to do? It is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And the Bible is saying, that is not by might and is not by power, but by the Spirit. Hallelujah. 
And many people don't understand what the Spirit of God is. Bible say it's not by might. Say to somebody, it's not by might. And it's not by power. But by the Spirit of God. And he comes to explain that the Spirit of God is what we call the grace. So the Spirit of God that comes over somebody to do what otherwise he could not do is called the grace of God. This morning, may God give you grace. Hallelujah. Are you here? That is why he comes and says, he said, and he answered and said unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Hallelujah. Not by might and not by power, but by my spirit. Go to verse number seven. Who art thou? So he's talking about what he's going to do. And he said, what he's going to do, it is not going to be by might and it's not going to be by power. But it's only possible by the Spirit of God. Then he comes to say actually what is happening. Say, oh great mountain, whatever is before you, your education, the raising of your children, your business, your ministry, your, whatever has become a great mountain. I said, whatever is the great mountain. Maybe your health is the great mountain. Maybe your children are the great mountains. Maybe the husband is the great mountain. Or the wife is the great mountain. Is it the lobola that has become the great mountain? Is it the childbirth that has become the great mountain? I don't know what is that great mountain. Hallelujah. Oh, who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zelubabel, thou shalt become what? Plain. So the mountain is going to be leveled. I see the leveling of every mountain. I said, I see the leveling of every mountain. In the name of Jesus. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. He said, now how this impossible is going to become possible is by the grace of God or by the spirit of God that comes upon a man. Hello? So the grace of God is the spirit of God that comes upon a man. That is why you need to understand that there's a group of people who have come and teaching wrong doctrines in the body of Christ that we are under the grace and because of the, the, the grace we can continue to sin. Somebody wrote on Facebook and said that the sin ceases under the, under the grace. But Paul writes and says, shall we continue to sin so grace may abound? He said, no. God forbid. Hallelujah. So the grace of God is the spirit of God that comes over a man to do what otherwise he could not do. What power cannot help? What might cannot help? The spirit of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that the mountain that is impossible for even power and might to take away the spirit of God that comes upon a man that is called the grace of God. Hallelujah. 
So this morning, I want you to call on God. You are praying for grace. I say you are praying for grace. And the grace is the power of God. The grace is the capacity, the, the capabilities of God. The grace is the strength of God. The grace is the, is the ability of God to, to, to come over you. Hallelujah. Lift your voice and lift your hands and say, Lord, grant me grace. Ah, we pray for your grace. Somebody lift your voice. Mahata, Riamde, Liando, Sote. Hey, who art thou? Who art thou, O great mountain? Before us you shall become a plain. The great mountain of church growth. The great mountain of catching the anointing. The great mountain of starting a business. The great mountain of starting branches. The great mountain of raising your children. The great mountain. Whatever it is that has become a great mountain. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. You shall become a plain. You shall become a plain. You shall become a plain. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, Mama Ramaseta. Manshonta, Liande, Moto, Boca, Bande, Riande. Hey, Abaribaba. Ayando, Riande, Lima, Mando, Ronde. Hey, Abaribaba, Lababe. Yando, Ronde, Libebe, Libebe. Ayama, Mamma, Ronde, Meka, Masete. Oh, grace, grace. Ah, you shall become a plain. You shall become a plain. Man Shantaraba. Lay man son tande li mahata. Eya mamarima. Santo teba. Ayando tabande. Liando ronde. Ayando ronde libe. Ayabaribobo li mamarima. Ayando roboribo. Ayando roboribo li baba. Ah, Sante, Moto, Sante, in the mighty name of Jesus. Ayando Rokapando Rosikiba, Eyamamarimo, oh God. Ah, somebody lift your voice and say, Ah, not by might and not by power, but by your spirit that comes over me. The grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God, you great mountain. Oh, you greater, uh, hey, Kabarababa, pain and uh, disease, ah, uh, uh, incurable disease, incurable disease before God. Ah, uh, Yabaraba, uh, you shall uh, be cured, you shall be dissolved, you shall melt away. Hey, the death that is before you, ah, uh, Mahataba, the oils, the bills, ah, uh, uh, will melt away. In the mighty name of Jesus, every challenge, every impossible becomes possible in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, who are thou, thou great mountain? Before me, mention your name and say before me, you impossible situation, you difficult circumstance, you before me, you are becoming a plane. Ah, Mahande, it is not by my mind, it is not by my power, but indeed by the Spirit of God that has come over me. Ah, and I'm calling it uh, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God. Ah, Yasanto Rokabando Roshikiba. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul says, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
Verse number nine. Listen to this. It says, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet or I don't qualify to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, but by the grace of God. Tell another person, but by the grace of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Hallelujah. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so I preach and so ye believe. Hallelujah. He says, brethren, the truth of the issue is that I am the least of the apostles. And I don't even qualify to become, to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But nevertheless, by the grace of God, hallelujah, I am what I am. I am who I am. I do what I do, not because of the school I have been to, not because of my background, but because of the spirit of God, the grace of God that is upon me. Hallelujah. Oh, may the grace of God come upon you. I say, may the grace of God come upon you. Whatever you cannot do naturally, hey, whatever is impossible for you becomes possible by the grace of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Hallelujah. And he said, and the grace, in other words, the spirit of God that was poured upon me was not in vain. That spirit caused him, he said, to labor, to work, more abundantly than they all. And yet, not I, but the grace that was with me. Hallelujah. Lift your voice and call on God and say, Ah, let your grace, let your grace, uh, your ability, your strength, your glory, your power, hey, your enablement that causes people to do the impossible. Hey, Abaha, take abandon. The spirit of God, uh, uh, that comes over a man, that comes over a woman, that comes over a person, and turns him or her into another person comes over you now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the grace of God. Let the grace of God, let the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And the grace of God that was bestowed upon me was not in vain, because I labored more abundantly than them all. May the grace of God change your, change your working ethics. May the grace of God uh, hey, cause you to be sharper, smarter, enable you to do what otherwise you could not do in the mighty name of Jesus. Moka basante, hey abarimasa, ayama sonteba, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you. I need you to just call on God and say, Lord, now, not just grace, I need all grace. <laughs> 
Tell somebody, all grace. The title of the exhortation I'm giving you for the offering is called all grace. Tell somebody that if grace caused Paul to do what he did, I said, if just grace was able to cause Paul to do what we read about, somebody you are about to be hit with all grace. May all grace come over you. May all grace come upon you. Receive all grace. Receive all grace. Receive all grace. In the name of Jesus. Receive all grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Go to the second, rather. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Before you take your title offering. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm reading from verse number 6. The Bible says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So which one are you choosing? Are you going to sow bountifully or you are going to sow sparingly? Okay. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, all grace. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. Hallelujah. Are you there? May God cause you to have all grace. I say may God cause you to have all grace. And all grace was spoken about in connection with giving. Bible says, he that sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. But when you sow bountifully, you shall also harvest or reap bountifully. Hallelujah. And Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. And he comes to say that there is something that is more than just the grace. So there's something called all grace. And God is able, when you sow, when you tithe, when you give, God is able to cause you to receive all grace. May you not give without any expectation. As you give this morning, have expectation that all grace is coming over your life. Somebody say, I receive all grace. Somebody say, I expect all grace. In the name of Jesus. Don't just throw your seeds into the basket. Don't just send it into the account without any expectation. Give it with expectation. They are not even just grace. Grace is able to move mountains. 
Grace is able to cause a sinner, an injurious person like Paul, to labor more abundantly than Peter, than John, than all of them who were with Jesus. Paul, well, do you know that Paul was not one of the apostles that walked with Jesus when he was moving around and teaching? No. Paul came around after the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And he, who did not see Jesus, did not move with him, was able to do more, more than those who actually heard him. In fact, Paul had to explain to the apostles the communion that they took. The communion that Jesus took before he went onto uh, the cross, the night in which the Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks and he said, this is my body. Paul is the one who explained to the apostles that this is what Jesus was doing, the night in which he died. He explained this in First uh, Corinthians chapter 11. He explained to them. Why? Because he was giving what? All grace. He was giving just grace. And the grace caused him to do, I mean, wonderful, amazing things. He wrote books. He traveled. He, he, he started churches. He did so many things just with the grace. Hallelujah. But he comes here. That's why he boasts. He said, I may not even qualify to be called an apostle because of my character and my behavior. But nevertheless, because I, I am who I am because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Oh, may all grace come over you. Anytime I think about you, about it. So actually, Paul means little grace. Little grace. Paul means little grace. Yeah. Paul means little, yeah. Paula carries. That's how, why I name my daughter Paula carries. That little grace that can do so much. Carries means grace, and Paul means little. The little grace that can do so much. How much more all grace? Hamahata and Mosando Tabaha and May God cause you to receive all grace. This morning, don't just throw your offering into the basket. No. I need you, I need you to have an expectation. That if the little grace can start churches, can be a mission, can write books, can labor more abundantly than them all. In fact, in a portion in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I think the verse number 28, he said that I pray even in tongues more than they all. The grace of God, the little grace was able to do so much. But this morning, I see all grace coming over you. That is why I said that when you give sparingly, you shall also reap sparingly. But when you give bountifully, you shall also reap bountifully. And God loves a cheerful giver. Somebody tell the person sitting by you, put a smile on your face. Tell the person, today's tithing and offering is different. I'm giving it with a smile. And with expectation. Tell the person, I'm expecting all grace. 
Hallelujah. And Bible says, and God is able to cause you mm, that all grace may abound towards you, that you always, always, not sometime, this is what the effect of all grace, that God is able to cause all grace to abound towards you. May all grace abound towards you. I say, may all grace come into your direction. Somebody receive all grace in the name of Jesus. May all grace come towards your direction. And when all grace come towards your direction, what does it do? He said, it's able to cause you to have all grace. That you, in particular, that always, you know, sometimes you have and sometimes you don't have. Sometimes when you get things that you like, it's not enough. But God says that he's able to cause, make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency. Can you believe it? That always, always you will have all sufficiency. Sometimes at the end of the month that you have all sufficiency. Am I talking to anybody? Because sometimes it is when you are paid, two days after pay, after payday, you see the all-sufficiency is gone. But God says that he's able to issue something called all grace. Receive all grace. It means when you are under all grace, the day of the month has no effect on you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Whether the month is flat, it has turned, it has curved, it is no. Whether the moon is full or half, it doesn't affect you. May the effect of all grace come over you. That always, that is the thing that I don't understand. That even this all sufficient is not sometime, but always, all the time, you will have all sufficiency. And as though it's not enough, but in what? All things. Ah, Kabasa. Hey! I receive all grace. Tell somebody, I receive all grace. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to myself. I need all grace. I said, I need all grace. I said, I need all grace. I need all grace. I said, I need all grace. I don't know about, but I need all grace. Hallelujah. That always I will have sufficiency, all sufficiency in all things, in all things, in all things, in all things, academically, hey, financially, in your health, in your family, in your relationship, in your academics, in your employment, among your children, among your family, in all things. Your phone will be proper. Sometimes you have dressed well, but the shoe is not well. Uh, Sometimes the dress is okay, the shoe is okay, but the perfume is not working. It's not working. Sometimes the shoe is working, it's too much. The earring is matching with the necklace. But the bad breath does not allow you to smile. Hey, 
I see you having all sufficiency in all things. I say in all things. You will be able to do math. And you excel in English. In, 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 in biology, you, you excel. In physics, you will be on top. Hey, in math, you will be excelling. Don't say that I can only be good in math. English is not working. Or I can be good in English. Math is not working. No. In all things. Ah, I said in all things. I said in all things. You are not only good for the church. You are also good for the office. You see, some people are so heavenly good that they are not earthly good. And some people are so earthly good that they are not good to the church. But you will be all things. You shall have all sufficiency. Oh, I like all grace. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Your hair will be nice. You know, all grace remove the bats. All grace remove the bats. Oh, she's a nice person. She's beautiful. She's pretty. Look at her hair. Look at her dressing. Look at her. She has a good sense of humor. But. So it removes all. The bat removes all. All grace is removing every bat in your life. I said all grace is removing every bat in your life. In the name of Jesus. Have expectation. Your money is not a stone. Your money is a seed. I said, it's a seed. I said, it's a seed. So, so bountifully with an expectation of all grace. It's not twisting. The context and pretext of the scripture, all grace, is concerning giving. It's not a scripture that has been taken in isolation. No, 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 no. Read from verse number six. If you read, it says, he that soweth sparingly will also reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. And God loves a cheerful giver. So this morning as you are about to give, put a smile on your face. Put a smile. Give smiling. Give smiling. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Why would you want God to love you as you give? Why will you give in such a way that God will not be happy with you? You are already giving. Hello? I say you are already giving. So add a smile to it so that God will love you because it's going to go away anyway. The tithe is going to go away anyway. The offering is going to go away anyway. So why won't you add a smile so that God will love you? God loves a cheerful giver. Ah, I'm giving cheerfully this morning. I said I'm giving cheerfully this morning and I'm giving bountifully and expecting all grace to abound towards me. That me always, always that means every day of the month in the morning, afternoon, evening and night, dawn, always, any time that I will have all sufficiency. Not sufficiency in some things. All sufficiency in all things. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have sufficiency in all things. That what? may abound unto every good work. Sometimes there are good things you want to do, but you don't have all sufficiency. 
You see your nephew. You see your niece. You see your uncle. You see your auntie, your mother. You want to help them, but you don't have enough. All sufficiency is taken away. Sometimes you see somebody want to pay their school fees, but you don't have enough. Sometimes you just want to buy a new dress or give somebody a gift voucher of 10,000. They'll go and just shop this 10,000 gift, but you don't have enough. Somebody is having the wedding. You just want to pay for the rings or buy the wedding cake or just say that just take, go and take the wedding dress. Don't think about the bill. Everything on me. What are you doing? Your refreshment is on me. Catering is on me. Go for the shoe I have paid for. But you don't have enough. You don't have enough. You know the good things. You want to abound in every good thing. Yes, you give something to your mother is good. But you wanted to give something also to your auntie. But you don't have enough. You wanted to give something also to your friend who is in need. But you don't have enough. Because you have only one best sitter. You have friends who are visiting. They need to go to hotel and pay us. You can't accommodate them. Because you, 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 see, you don't have. You cannot abound in every good work. You've seen your shepherd struggling with, with, with and in this morning, he's still using Nokia. I don't know what type of Nokia is around. When we said WhatsApp, he said it has not arrived. Meanwhile, your phone doesn't have WhatsApp. You, you can just bless your shepherd with a phone. You can just say that, you know what? iPhone 12 Max Pro. Pro Max or Max Pro. Just take for the work. But here you are. You don't have all grace. So you cannot abound onto every good work. You can see the work that is being done in church. The fence wall is not done. Plan different things. You want to help, but hey, you don't have all sufficiency. So when they are taking the offering, you begin to have your quiet time in the church. That is when you become serious. Hey, but I tell you, this morning may God cause you to have all grace. Say he's able. God is able. Tell somebody he's able to make all grace abound towards me. Don't think about somebody. Put your name there. Abound towards me. That me always having all sufficiency. You know, when you are eating a nice food and it's not sufficient, it's very sad. How many understand what I'm talking about? You want what you are eating, but it's not sufficient. You really like it. So sometimes you've got a big pup and the sauce is small. The sauce is like a dot, like a dot on an eye. And you fake the pup and you'll be polishing the things. Oh. And, and the meat is equally small. 
And so sometimes you don't even buy the meat. You just kiss it. Then you put it down. <laughs> His time will come. It's like you are making rehearsal to chew the meat. The first one is to kiss it and put it down. When you smell the meat, you say, yeah, your time will come. But I see one of these days. Hey! Even the children in the house are afraid of you. Because when you get food and children are coming around, without a word, the way you make your... Then the children start running away. Nobody knows what you have done. Hey, but all sufficiency will, will make children love you. I said, children will be coming to you. Because when the children come, you give them a drumstick. Then they will be happy. They... When the children come, you tell them, take this. You give them a good portion of the meat and they are happy. Anytime the children, they come to you. But here you are. Children are afraid of you. Because the way you will make it... Then nobody knows what. Hey, you are having all sufficiency from today. In the name of Jesus. Never give without an expectation. I'm telling you. A farmer, there is no farmer who sows a seed with no hope, with no expectation. Just no. Every farmer sows. That's why farmers can borrow money. They can borrow money to buy seed and sow it. Because the Bible says, as far as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time will never pass away. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I have not come to destroy the law. I have come to fulfill it. He said, not even a turtle or a dot of the law will be broken, but every one of it. So even the Bible says that when you give, God will cause all grace to abound towards you. That you, in particular, you always have all sufficiency in all things may abound unto you in every good work. It is true. Expect yourself every good work that is going around, you'll be able to support. Every good work in your family, every good work in your home, every good work. Sometimes they are contributing. Even for something you have made yourself like you don't hear. Hey, but I see all grace. Take your offering. Take your tithes. Take your offering. Take your tithe. Take your seats. And as we pray over it, I want you, I want to hear you shouting from within your heart, all grace. All grace, I receive all grace. Say to yourself, all grace come over my life. I'm sowing bountifully. I'm expecting all grace, Lord, ah, to come towards me. That me, I will always have all sufficiency in all things that I will abound in every good work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May God bless you. You will just look at the dancing stars and change their, you buy a uniform, say, you know what, I have changed. I like the way they dance.
but their uniform is always red or black or this. I change all the uniform. You want to do it, but you don't have what it takes. You look at a choir. They are singing beautifully, but only four people are holding microphones. He said, take ten microphones. All grace. So why is the sound nice at the front and not good at the back? You buy a PA system for the church. All grace. Receive why it will happen. Receive it. Yeah. You buy a new car. And you are not in hurry to sell the old one. You are looking for somebody that you bless with, with a car. You, in your lifetime, you will dash cars. You will watch and see. In the name of Jesus. You would dash cars. You just throw the key to the other. Oh, Charlie. If he drives. But some of you. Some of you. You know, yesterday my friend was talking to me about one of our old schoolmates. That, oh, Bishop, this person called. I don't know. He wants to do something. I called you for ideas. What can he do? So as we were talking, I said, oh, does he drive? Why don't you help him to drive? I said, oh. He doesn't drive home. I said, so if he came to your home and you asked him to take one of the cars, he couldn't drive it away. Say no. So then it's too bad. Some of you, that's your story. If somebody dash you a car, you can't, you can't receive it. I see you driving one of these days. How can it be that somebody has thrown a car key to you that Charlie, take the car? You can't take it away. You are driving in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you are driving. Have you taken your offering on your phone, on your iPad, whatever? Those who are giving your envelope, we are giving it. Lift it as we pray. Father, thank you for all grace. Let it be according to your word. Let everyone receive according to your word. You are not a man to lie, neither a son of man to repent. What you say will come to pass, and what you speak, Lord, you fulfill it. May all grace abound to, towards us, that we will always have all sufficiency in all things, that we may abound in every good work. We thank you, and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Somebody shout for Jesus. Hallelujah! If you're still feeling depressed, I don't know why. Because the all-sufficient grace is upon us. Holy Spirit is upon us. He is in us and is with us. At home, Holy Spirit is with you. Shall we stand to our feet as we continue to rejoice in the presence of the Lord? Father, we thank you, my God, for a pastor and a shepherd that is shaking us up with Holy Spirit. Please help me to welcome our Pastor Bishop Napoleon Asia. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Lift your hands, our Heavenly Father. We thank you for this unique privilege and opportunity to be in your presence. Lord, we don't take it for granted. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your love that has brought us to where we stand. 
Lord, our prayer is that you will help us to know you even as we are known. And Lord, when all is said and done, let this precious faith in us continue to please you. And may we yield our life to your purpose. That when all is said and done, we will find grace and we will be bold in the day of judgment. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Please let your will be done and bless your people. Heal our hearts. Deliver us from our distraction. I speak faith into every situation and I command pains to disappear and I bless your people. Oh, yes, with your word. And I declare that it is well with us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. We continue with our feeding 527. And the book that we are studying and we are teaching from. Where's my book? Is How Non-Titus Become Poor. And How Titan Christians Can Become Rich. Amen. Yeah. Why Non-Titus? non-titan christians become poor and how titan christians can become rich are you there yeah so you cannot be a part of a society a club and not abide by the rules that is why it's talking about why why non-titan christians if you are a christian then you belong to the household of God. Hello? That is why non-titan unbelievers can do well. But non-titan Christians can become poor. Can Can I say that again? It is easier for non-titan unbelievers to be rich because they will still, they will lie, they will go about the things they do according to their society and they are God and the things that they do. But when you are a son of God, you are a Christian and you don't abide by the tenants, the laws, the decrees that is expected of you. You forfeit the right to be governed by your God. Hello? Yeah. So why non-titan Christians? Become poor. And how? Titan Christian can become rich. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. You know, your school, I'm sure everybody belongs to an old school. I mean, imagine everybody has been to school. You you understand? (laughs) I don't know where you went to your high school. But I'm sure that class of 2017... Class of 2018, 2013, different class. You belong to a class. So when that class is doing something and they don't call me, I'm not angry because I don't belong to that, that class. Do, do you understand? So when there is something for 
those class of 2018 or 2020 or 19 something when some people were not born. <laughs> yeah, some people finished uh, high school 1993. When some of you, uh, your father was now rapping your mother. Are you getting it? Your mother has not said yes. <laughs> so we don't want to go there. <laughs> so I'm saying that what will make you a member of the class of 2020? They are giving t-shirt to everyone and they don't include you. It's bad. Meanwhile, you are part of the class. Why is God blessing his people? Why is God protecting his people? Why are the people of God being the head and not the tail? Why is he making them rich? Is prospering them according to his riches? Why is God protecting them? Giving them things that they have not asked for. Delivering them from harm's way. Protecting them on the highways and the byways. Delivering them from attacks and armed robbery and from being victims of poverty. And you, you are also a son or a daughter of God. You are going through all the bad things that God is protecting his people. You see, when you are not doing what is expected of you as a member of a team, whatever the privilege they have as members of that group, you can be excluded, even though you are a member. But you are a member not of right standing. Hello? Can I tell you something? I have seen people who have paid insurance premium for so many years and the proximate cause or an accident happens and the insurance don't compensate them. There's no contribution from the insurance company. And when you go in and you find it, the time that the accident happened, the person has not paid the premium. Meanwhile, the person had paid the premium for years. And the month or two that he or she could not pay, that is the month that the person had an accident. And the insurance company said that we cannot help you. Uh, can you understand? Yeah. So there are rights. There are privileges. There are things that you need to have you can confidently boast in it as a Christian when you do what is expected of you as a Christian. Am I talking to anybody? It's a very short, it's the summary of what I'm preaching. Because we have gone through this book once and I'm going through again. So I'm sharing with you, last week we began talking about why hmm? some people, not you, are you getting it? Why some people don't pay tight? Move and come. Who, who, who is sitting here? Move. So, okay. Like this. Come this way. Yeah. Leave that corner seat. I don't want the front to. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. You'll be a pastor. Let him sit there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who is sitting here? Yeah, you can sit there. 
Amen. So I'm sharing with you quick, very short. I've, I've finished preaching. If you, if you heard the song the choir sang. Pay your tithe and what? Give your offering and do it bountifully. The choir people have preached, so what should I do? <laughs> Hallelujah. So why? Why some people don't pay their tithe? Amen. What was the reason we saw? Number one. Again, I can't hear you. They don't know about it. Some people don't know. And we read that even there was a time that believers did not know about the Holy Spirit. And some people even did not know about God. Yeah, one day, one of our pastors was in Saisi was doing outreach, and he was asking some uh, uh, people over there, uh, do you know Jesus? They asked him, is this thing around? <laughs> it's, not, it's not somebody telling you. You see, some things, you hear it. But this one, in, in Cape Town. Yeah, in Cape Town. He said, do, do you know Jesus? Have you? He said, Which, where does this stay? Is this thing around? <laughs> So if somebody doesn't, does not know, you will be surprised that if, as we are talking now, some people think the Obama is still the American president. I don't want to call you and ask you is the... Some people, there's things that they don't know. Hmm? Yeah, so some people don't know, that's why they don't pay. Number two, yeah, they don't believe in Titan. Number three, they suffer from selective obedience. They just want to obey the things, the easier, nice and easier commandments and the instruction. Number four, some people don't pay their tithes because they think tithing is for the Old Testament people, or it's an Old Testament law, therefore does not apply to them. Some people think that the tithe is an Old Testament law, and therefore it is for Old Testament people, does not apply to them in the New Testament. Are you there? It's amazing that people quote the Old Testament, use the Old Testament, but when it comes to tithes, then they say, oh, the tithe is in the Old Testament. Turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9 and 10. Is it in your Bible? 
All right. What does the Bible say? Your Bible, not your particular Bible. What does it say? Yes, I'm listening. Amen. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Bible says you should honor the Lord with your substance. Honor him, not with only praise and worship. Don't just worship God with, with dancing. Don't just worship him with crying. Some of us will cry. When we lift up the worship song, you become emotional. It's good. You worship him with prayers, visitation. And the Bible says that also honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. With all your increase. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 1 and 2, what does the Bible say? In the New Testament, this is, so when people read this one, it's, oh, it's in the Old Testament. You can see that the Proverbs is in the Old, Old Testament. So they, that's what it says in the Old Testament. But look at what the Bible says in the New Testament. Now concerning the collection for the saints, I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even to do ye, to do, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. Hallelujah. So the Bible teaches us right here. The Bible is teaching us right here in the New Testament that even before you come to church on Sunday, you should prepare your offering. It's not when I come, I need to come and encourage you. You should prepare. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, Bible says that prepare. According as God has prospered you. According as God has given you. Amen. And he said, in the church. Can you see it? Now concerning collection. For the saints as I have given order to the churches in Galatia. Even so do ye. So you also do the same thing. Are you there? Upon the first day of the week. That's on Monday. So you need to take your offering on, on Monday or Sunday. Which one is the first day of the week? According to? Hmm? How many of us prepared our offering before we came? Or as you came and you heard the preaching, say, yeah, today I'm going to. No, you need to give according to. <laughs> when you had all grace, you say, yeah, today is all grace. <laughs> I'm going to. No. Prepare. Come with your seed prepared. Hallelujah. And pray even over it before you come. Are you there? Yeah. Then he says, so that when he comes, there will not be gathering. It is not when he comes. You know, when I stand here, then you are thinking, should I give this? No. You need to prepare a precious seed. Amen. Amen. Look at what Jesus said. 
I'm saying that people say they don't pay their tithe because they think or they say that it is an Old Testament law. Therefore, it belongs to Old Testament people. But look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verse number 23. Look at it quickly. Matthew chapter 23. This is Jesus speaking. If you have a good Bible, you will notice that these are this words are in red. Matthew chapter 23, verse number 23. I'm also opening it. Is it there in your Bible? All right. The Bible says, and I really said, Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithes of mint, anise, and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not have and not to leave the other undone. Hallelujah. So Jesus was talking about the tithe, and he said, Look, you pay tithe on even spices, on herbs. You pay tithe on wild, wild things. But when it comes to faith, when it comes to judgment, <laughs> when it comes to mercy, and it, it, look at what he says, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Jesus is the one talking about the law. And people think that the tithe belongs to the law, but Jesus said that you have left the weightier matters of the law. <laughs> Are you there? And he says that this ought you have done. You should have paid your tithe. Yes, on the, on the uh, herbs and whatever you are doing. He said, this ought you have done. And not to leave the other undone. You cannot pay tithe and live in sin. No. He said, pay your tithe, but also know that the mercies of God is one of the things you need to show people mercy. Do the right things. Hallelujah. Amen. Have faith in God. They say this is the weightier matter. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Maybe I can add the 19. Look at it. Matthew chapter 5. Bible says, it says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. So those who say that the Old Testament is past and gone. This is Jesus speaking. He said, don't think that I have come to destroy the laws and the prophets. The laws of Moses. You see, the Old Testament is called the Torah. That is all that the uh, Jews have. When Jesus was around, there was no New Testament. It was after his ascension that what he said, they began to put together. So all they had was the law and the prophets. And the prophets are divided into two, the major prophets and the minor prophets. And they call it the Torah. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said, I don't think that I have come to destroy the laws and the prophets. So the whole Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi, that is the Law and the prophet. The law is from the five books of Moses. Genesis to what? Deuteronomy. 
That is the laws, and the rest are the prophets. And Jesus said, I don't think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophet. I am not come to destroy, but what? To fulfill it. Continue. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth is passed, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Amen. So those who say that, oh, we are in the new dispensation, we are not under the law. Jesus is saying that until he comes, every single word that is in the law and the prophet will be fulfilled. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you think that the child is in the Old Testament, yes. <laughs> you, you, it's part of it. Hello? Are you coming along? Because Jesus said that not a single jot or turtle will pass away. Every one of it should be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So you don't have a case. Because some people have aligned themselves. You don't even understand it. But when you hear somebody saying that it's the Old Testament, you say, yeah, it's the Old Testament. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Old Testament. And most of the scriptures in the New Testament were quoted from the Old Testament. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. When you read Isaiah 60, it's there. It's also the Old Testament. Everything in the New Testament. That's why Jesus said that, you know, I have not come to destroy the law. I'm rather fulfilling it. The manifestation of the Old Testament is Jesus walking in the New Testament. They were the canvases. They were the paintings. They were the things that were to come. Hallelujah. Shadow of things to come. And he actually came to fulfill it. Amen. Yeah, and if you even care to know, the law was before, the tithe was before the law. The tithe was long before the law. Another time we'll go into it. Hallelujah. Number five, people don't pay tithe because they believe the word, but they don't trust the pastors with their money. I'm preaching. People don't pay. Yeah, some people don't pay tithe. (laughs) Because they don't. They believe the word. They know. They they know how to calculate the tithe. They know the portion of the amount that is the tithe, but they look at the pastor and say, no, 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 I will not give. uh, I don't trust this pastor. I don't trust this pastor. Do you know how much I am? I don't trust the pastor. Do you know? Huh. They cannot handle it. I earn in dollars. I earn in millions. Do you know how much I earn? I cannot trust you. But my question is, in Hebrews 13, 17, quickly, I'm trying Hebrews 18, 17, we are just about to close. Hebrews 18, 17, can we read it together? One, go. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do with joy and not with grief. 
480s. It's funny for you to trust your soul, your life, with a pastor. There may be, maybe you wait less than money. You can trust your salvation. You can trust that the word the pastor is preaching is, is the correct word. You can trust your going to heaven. You can trust your life with your pastor, but not your money. It's just like somebody who says that I'm afraid of my wife. She can. She can poison me, so you are not eating your wife's food. Meanwhile, you lie down and sleep. Are you that foolish? You, you sleep and you snore for five hours. She can, what can she not do within that five hours? You lie down, you are afraid of her, but you lie down and sleep. By her. In the same room, on the same bed. But when you wake up, you say, I'm afraid of her. She can kill me. I won't eat her food. You are foolish. How can you trust with your salvation, your soul, with a pastor you cannot trust with, with mammon? You are funny. I'm trying. I said, people believe the word, but they don't trust the pastors. How can you trust? How can you trust your soul? That's what I'm saying. The common analogy I always do is, then you don't, you don't need to get married. Then don't sleep. Then be, open your eyes. When you sleep, be, be watching. You, are, you, you, you don't trust your wife. She cooks for you. You sleep by her. Oh, you are funny. On the same bed. And just like somebody who said, oh, look, I'm in this chair, but I, I don't. And some people think, that, oh, pastors cannot handle money. We will forgive you. <laughs> and if you're tight, you think that your tight is so big that we cannot handle it. I wouldn't even let you bring it. I will let it remain in your account. If it's even one million dollars, you notice that it can get finished within a month. Less than a month. You will be paying the suppliers. <laughs> Not, no, I mean, we'll give you the invoice. Pay the suppliers. You notice that three weeks... Yeah, no amount is too big or too small. Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean the confusion. Go to uh, the story of what God told Moses. He said, I have anointed. God gave Moses work to do to build a a tabernacle. And I don't know why God did not tell Moses that uh, the people in the church, that I'm anointing you to stand with Moses. But he told Moses, that I'm going to annoy people. I'm giving jobs, contracts, business ideas. I'm going to prosper people so that I can, you can build their tithe, their offering. That is what God does. If you remember, when they were coming out of Egypt. Hello? Hi. Are you here? Hi. When they were coming out of Egypt, what did God say? He said, go and borrow gold, silver, jewels, clothing. Because God knows that when you come out of... The, of, of, of the Red Sea, 
there's going to be a building, a tabernacle, and he will need an offering. And he said, I'm going to give you favor before your bosses. How can a servant? How can a servant? You think about it. A slave servant. You go to your boss and say that you need his good. You dare not suggest such a thing. So when you see that a servant, slave, slave servant, your boss has given you good, there's a reason. I mean, there is a reason why God has given you gold of your master. Not gold that you found on the, on the floor. And he said, I said, I'm going to give you favor before your masters. Many of us cannot dare ask your boss, where is your gold? Can you give it to me? Where is your silver? Yeah. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of had that sojourned in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Continue. And I will give these people favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. Are you there? And it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. Are you there? Yeah? And you notice, time will not permit us, when you continue, when they came out of the Red Sea and they come, God said I should build, after he received the uh, commandment, he should go and build him a tabernacle and all that. But before even this offering, God says that take the offering from the, anyone who is of a willing heart. Let them give. But if God did not give them the gold and the silver, where were they going to take the offering? God asks for the tithe and asks for offering. He asks for seed because he has given you. He gives you favor. He gives you blessings. Now give these people favor. And God gave them favor. But do you know what these guys did? They took the money and they, did, they had celebration for their gods. They did incomodity. They bought, uh, uh, they, they did not buy, do a golden calf. They bought an actual cow. December in Eastern Cape, they bought an actual cow. With the money that God has given them, with the gold, and they bought an actual cow and they slaughtered it. So when you read the Bible, Aaron took the silver and the gold and he made a God for them. You have been unemployed for eight years. You came to church. God has blessed you. Now you have gone to celebrate ancestors. Where were the ancestors when you were unemployed? I said, where were they when you were unemployed? He said, you saw. You. One guy told me, I saw the ancestors came. They, I said, where were they? They said, they were the aunts. Aunts came in. I said, hey. These are your ancestors. The aunts are your ancestors. <laughs> so we take what God has given us and we give, we rather use to worship idols. We give God's glory to what is not. Tell somebody, Tofiakwa. That will not be my portion. God is blessing you because He has a reason. Hallelujah. Yeah. God has a reason. 
I, that's what I'm saying that I, one of the things that I will ask God one day when we are in heaven, that why did you not tell the people that you were blessing them to pay their tithe and to finance the gospel? Because he comes to tell Moses. Is it there? And the Lord speak unto Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her, and of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with what? The spirit of God. In wisdom and in all, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. To devise cunning works, to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass, and in cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him a holy, the son of Ahisamath, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. These were the people who were to finance and to make the things that God is telling Moses. And my confusion is, why will God not tell the people that, hey, the skill that you have, the skill that you have, it is because of your pastor. It's because of my church that I want to build. It's because of the crusade that I want to. I want to win souls. That's why I'm blessing you with a good job. That's why I'm giving you, I'm doing this. But he tells Moses, and Moses have to come and tell uh, uh, Bezalel. And Bezalel can easily say that, you know, I work hard for the things I have, you know. <laughs> We work very hard. We work very hard for it. And it's very difficult. Hallelujah. Yeah. So people believe their word, but they don't trust the pastors. And you see, Moses will come and have to struggle with a whole lip and with Bezalel to do things. But they don't even know that they're skilled. They woke up one day and they noticed that they are talented. Some people, you are passing your exam because of this church. Yeah. You are getting a new employment because of what God wants to do. God wants to finance his programs. So winning. I did not hear your loudest amen. Yeah. One lady, a nurse, said, Pastor, I thank God. Hey, I even gave up. I did not know that I would pass these exams. I gave up many times, but your counsel, your prayers, I have passed all the exams. It's very important for people to know that because of God and the intention of God to do what he has purpose, long before the foundations of the earth, he brings people and calls them to. Hallelujah. Yeah. So God has an agenda God has, that's what the Bible says, that he delighted in the prosperity of his people. Because in your prosperity, the work of God will also prosper. Amen. Can I hear a lot of say, amen? So trust your pastor. Trust the church. I said, trust the church. <laughs> trust the church. No, no, no. Hey. I should give 10% of, hey, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. 
It's a lot. You see, when, when you say it's a lot, you are trying to say to God that he's giving you more than you can handle. That's what you are telling God. You see, the tithe that you are not able to give, when you lose that income, you notice that you would rather prefer, you would rather prefer to have the 90% of what you, you were so holding, you, you were holding, yeah. And I have seen, I have seen people who don't honor God, how they lose even the little that they have. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let God's work prosper. Trust. Trust the people that God has put in your life. Believe in the church of God. In our church, even pastors don't come near money. In our church, pastors do different things. There are people whose work is to count money and to do different things. Hallelujah. So you can trust that whatever you give, whether small, huge, big, it will be used for the purpose for which you gave it. Can I hear a loud say, man? Yes. What number are we? Hey, number six. Wow. People don't pay their tithes because they don't respect God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. Honor simply means respect. Paying your tithe is the respect. Amen. Yeah. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I'm your father, where is my honor? And if I'm your master, where is my fear? So some people are just disrespectful. The inability to pay tithe is your disrespect towards God. Amen? But the Bible said, I'm not the Lord. I'm not the Lord with your substance. And say, no, 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 I will not. Look at your life, how God has delivered you from so many things that you yourself know that you should have taken your life. Look at things that you have done that you are still around. People did not do half of it. Am I coming home? Some of you, it's not only tithes that you should give. You should give all your life. You, you, yeah. Some of you, it's not a tithe. You should know that the life that you now live, you have had near-death experiences. You don't even know why you are still around. You should have died long ago. I should have been dead. Sleeping in my grave, but God bless me to see another day. Is that not how the song goes? Hello? Yeah. You should have been dead by now. You should be left with your bones. You should have been left with your bones, but God has delivered you over and over. And you are not respectful towards God. You are taking the little that God wants to use for what he has. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anna. And you can see, when it comes to Anna, see that God says that the tithe is mine, non-negotiable. You cannot do something about it. 
what people give to you, the honor that people give to you in the envelope, that is the respect that people have for you. So you see somebody, he buys a new iPhone, 27,000 for the girlfriend. The person that says that when it comes to the pastor and it comes to the shepherd that they need to honor. And so, you know, it's not the amount that is important. It's the thoughts. It is the thoughts. So they bring an envelope and when you open the envelope, 350 round notes, 81. Whatever, I say, oh, it's not, it's not, it's not the amount, it's the thought. So, what is in there is the, it's your thought of me. So, your thought of the pastor is that 150 or that 30 rand. That's the respect that you have. Hello? Yeah, so what you, your, the type that you don't pay. Or whatever, that is, don't, don't ever think. When Jesus said that this woman has given her widow's might, don't forget what he said after. He said, she has given her all. She has given her all. The widow's might that she gave was her all. Hello? So sometimes the thought, the respect that you have for the person is what reflects in that envelope. It's not your all. It's how respectful you are, how you honor. Your honor of the person is what is seen. Your honor of God is reflected in your tithe. Your respect to God is seen in that. Are you coming along? So if you don't pay tithe, no matter how good you sing or dance, I'm telling you, disrespect God. Because God says that, honor me. Honor the Lord with your substance. So if you don't honor, that is the disrespect. If you don't do what your mother is asking you to do, that's the disrespect. Hello? Is it easy to understand? What your father is asking you to do, if you don't, that's the disrespect. There's no honor. You honor God by doing what he has asked you. Amen. Number seven, people don't pay tithe because they are greedy. Greed. Greed is the only reason why people don't pay tithe. People don't pay tithe because they are greedy. Proverbs 1.19, what does the Bible say? Proverbs 1.19. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Anyone who is greedy will even take the life of their owners. Do do you understand the scripture? When somebody is greedy, he will not thank God that this is my source. I am because, but they would rather want to finish the position that God has given them. They will want to finish God himself. Anyone who is greedy. Like Lucifer was so powerful 
but he wanted to contend for the power that created him. All the angels there were none that could walk through fire. But he was so greedy for power, for fame, for this, they said, no, walking through fire is not enough. I will ascend. I will be like the most high God. I will ascend. I will tell you, you don't know my potential. You will see something. You will see something. I'm going to do something. I want to overthrow the most high God. Meanwhile, you were made. You were created. You don't know even how. And God said to him, you don't know the fire that you are breathing, it will burn you from within. Greed. God has given. That's what also happened. We, we have millions and millions of trees. God said that this is my special tree. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And some of us, that is what we do. Even in the house, in where you are staying, there are plates, there are bowls, there are cups, there are silver, there are your father or your mother has a small cup that he or she uses. That is the one you want to drink from. What is wrong with you? And you, even if you don't say, you fight the idea that there's something special for him. Who is it that they should treat him special? Or there's a plate or a bowl that he eats from or she eats from. Or in the house, there are couches there, but there's one that your father or your mother says there to watch television. You don't, you don't understand why, why a seat should be left for her. Are we not all human beings? What? Hey, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What is wrong? Why are these? And some of you, when they are serving your father, you look at the meat. He said, "There's no fairness in this house. Equity must prevail. The injustice in this house must come to an end. The children who need more protein are rather eating bones." And those of you whose bones are already formed and you don't need calcium, you are the one they are giving the big chance. This, this ungodliness must stop. You are rebelling and re- revolting. You are not thankful for the Lord. Yeah. And some, some of you, you, you see your mother's phone or your father's phone and say, ah, you don't like your phone, you want the same thing. Work before, but you want a phone that you cannot afford. They give you a phone, they say, No, you won't use it. And the reason why you won't use it is that you want the same thing that your mother has or your father has. Greed. He said, Greed. Uh, Where is the scripture? I'm trying. Proverbs 119. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owner thereof. The one who is keeping you, you want to. I want to finish. Greed. For some people to pay the tithes, they look at it and say, no, 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 no. What has God done for me? What has God done for me? That he needs the time. I wake up myself at dawn. I work very hard. 
if you like, I set the alarm to wake up four o'clock. The monetary, there are people that the alarm cannot wake them up. If you, you think that it's an alarm that woke you up, there are sirens that are not able to wake people up. I said there are you, you, the four o'clock that I love. Yeah, yeah, you, you look at it. Yes, I need to go. It's not the alarm that has woken you up. It's, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. It is God. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says our days and our years are with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Don't be so greedy. Don't be so greedy. Have I told you the story of the monkey that was so hungry? They put a pot when they want to catch a monkey. They put a pot. A pot is just like this, but it comes up and has a small uh, opening. So the farmer or the hunter, if they want to catch monkey, they put peanuts in the pot, and the monkey that is hungry, instead of picking the pot one after the other two, he grab it like that. So when he grab it, then you see that the hand cannot come out of the pot, but he will not let it go. So the things that he is holding on to is like that. When, meanwhile, he could be picking it one one. One at a time. I'm showing you how greed is. Greed is that I want all at once. One day, a pastor who just, a member or somebody who just got married. The marriage was not even three years. And I had traveled. And he sent me a message. I want to divorce my wife. I don't like how I've been treated I was in a meeting, so I said, I said, wait, 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 when I come. You can't divorce when I'm not a- around. What are you doing? I did not counsel you to divorce. So I asked him to, to wait. Just wait when I come, we'll solve it. So when I came, I called for a meeting. I said, why do you want to divorce? You couldn't believe it. said, my wife does not wash for me the way I want her to do it. She doesn't cook the food I want. And above all, I don't, I don't think that I was even a bishop. Reverend, he, she doesn't treat me like the way uh, that he mentioned my wife. The way your wife treats you. Hey! That's why he wants to divorce you. So I was sitting in the meeting and I was like, hey, what kind of new program have I? Said the way your wife, that's not how my wife treats me. So I said, and I noticed that there's a problem. I think that at the time, we, we've been married for 17 years or 15, 15, 15, 16. Yeah, she knows everything. She will tell me that. Because we're in the meeting. So I got angry. I said, hey, you are foolish. This is a relationship of 16 years. You are not even two years. 
See, some of us, we have evil eye. You have, I'm telling you. You just got a job. You just got a job. Your salary came, you are now, you are not content. It's too small. Hey, hey. You, you will lose the job. Take your time. Take your time. You are doing internship and you are comparing yourself with people who have worked for 19 years. I'm telling you. So when I went into it, I said, so I asked the lady, what is happening? She said, Pastor, I am the one who paid the rent of where we are staying. The wife. So I'm the one paying the rent. I'm the one taking care of the food we eat in the house. We have to, uh, 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 one child and one is coming. I pay the school fees. Everything I'm the one. I don't know. He, he's using his money to look after his uh, sister's children. Everything I'm the one doing. I don't even have time to eat in the house. I'm always moving about. If we say that we should go for shopping for our children, our, our child, he doesn't have time. But he can take the children of his sister and go and do shopping. And because I'm always tired, I'm not able to cook all the time. Even the washing I wash. But the jeans and the things is too heavy for me. Oh! When I look at this guy, the scripture I wanted to invoke is and Jesus made a whip and beat the people out of the church. But I noticed that it can be a police case. So I just... You can see that greed. He, he cannot even wait. He cannot even wait for God to bless. Every day you come. Pastor, pray for me. They are not treating me well at the workplace. People are doing well. I'm not doing well. I said, take your time. You just started working. Take your time. No, no, no. You know, hey, Pastor, you need to uh, pray, uh, uh, pray for me again. I can see the, the discontentment. Greed. When you see somebody, in fact, recently somebody told me, said, this person came to visit us. And when he saw our car, he told him that I also need the same car. I said, ah. I said, but does he know? Does he? Uh, he said, I was even worried. That you don't even know how I got the car. Your whole salary will not be able to, half of it will not pay for this. I want it. Greed does not allow people. Hello? Yeah. See, so some, some people have feet, but they are not thankful. You have one, you are not thankful. The day you begin to value what you have is when you have stepped on a nail. Yeah, when a nail goes through your feet, and it swells, then you notice that you even want a, 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 a barefoot without a shoe. And I don't like this shoe. And this one is not a... You, you see, when your legs are swollen, you notice that the bare naked foot is far better than, yeah, the shoe. You don't, yeah. There are people who don't have half of what you have, and they are content. Greed. Greed calls for the life of the owner thereof. May greed never be part of us. Yeah. What number are we? 
Okay. The last one for today is people don't pay tithe because they are baby Christians. People don't pay their tithe because they are baby Christians. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12, as we close. Anyone who don't pay the tithe is an infant. Bible says, for when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have neither one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that you said milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he said, babe, babes, babes. Some, some people call their uh, wives babe. It means they don't contribute to the housekeeping, you see. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm telling them the meaning. That is why they call them babe. When you are a babe, you don't contribute to the keeping of the house. I have revealed their secrets. That is why it calls you a babe. When you are a spiritual babe, you don't contribute to those light bills. They will tell you a month. Somebody will have to oh, stand and say, oh, I want to pay the bill. There are light bills. Sometimes a month, 5,000. There are water bills. There are different things. Are, as you come, there are instruments. There are this. Uh, Getting what we are buying. If you are a babe, it will not occur to you even to find out that how does the church operate. Just as your father and your mother doesn't call as you've been in the house, some of you even 20 years, you've not contributed anything to the home. That's, do you contribute to the things that your mother cooks in the house? Do you pay light bill? Do you know how? You wait and see. When you move out, that's when you notice that. T-Row. Hmm? T-Row. Is paid with money. It does not just appear in the toilet. When you move out, that's why you notice that paste, there's no rain from the ceiling. True. Yeah, you will notice for the first time that one week a cake of soap gets finished. Because for you, you don't even know the soap doesn't finish. Or it's always there. It's always there. It's always there. Because when it's finished, you don't know even how it comes. The new one has come. The new one has come. And you leave it in the water. You go to bed and the lights are on. And you don't contribute a, a cent or a penny to whatever. That is how it is. Spiritual children, babes in this, they don't contribute. They don't even, but those who are mature, they even begin to find out. Yeah. There are people here, they told me, Pastor, we want to pay for the internet. Yeah, yeah. The people who go, we, we want to use our own, uh, what do you call it? Laptop. We are buying laptops to help the media. That's the pastor, we need a camera. They want to contribute to see whatever we are doing. Now, somebody, you said, hey, you need to let the camera stay on me. Meanwhile, you don't know where the camera comes from. <laughs> you are asking, why is it that when I'm seeking the words are not coming? It must come from a computer. You can contribute towards the computer. Pastor, we have rehearsed. When I'm singing, I don't have a microphone. You can contribute. You don't even know. 
what it costs. You see, when you are a baby, you have a, you don't, you don't even understand what there is. You live a life that everything in the world is free. Yeah, you notice that whole. So spiritual babes, they don't even understand. They don't understand what it costs for people to be in church. What it costs to have a cleaning environment. And some, some of your children are breaking the plants. You get it? As we have planned this one, very expensive. And your children, they are happy that they break it. <laughs> <laughs> they are breaking. They are breaking. They say, hey. But you don't even know what it costs. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, one day I saw one of our brothers, Kevin. God bless you, wherever you, you are. Just so that I can see people being brought in a, a taxi and all that. Can I contribute to us? Nobody has asked. Can I, can I give? Can I contribute towards how, uh, the tax that they bring? I, I want to give a seat towards it. Yeah. The same person said, oh, I heard you talking about plants. Can I help? Are you here? Then you see the spiritual maturity. Yeah, you see the spiritual It's like somebody... Your friend, the wedding is coming on. You are just thinking about how much food you can eat at the wedding. Your friend's wedding is coming on. You are thinking how much for how you, 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 you've been fasting towards the wedding. So that you can eat very well. Know that how can I help my friend? How many understand what I, you know? Yeah. Turn to somebody and say, babe. Hi, babe. It means you don't contribute. You are a spiritual babe. There is no contribution. You see people. You see people. Mature. They, they buy fuel into their car. They spend money going up and down. And they will call you or send a message that passed a call. They send, yeah, they send police call when they are in trouble. But they, they don't have any time. To call, you call, but they don't think that it costs money to call. They don't think that when I go to the filling station, yes, I'm born again, I speak in tanks, but I cannot say, Makota, I am there. Then they will fill the fuel tank with fuel and say, that, Yeah, the tongue was nice. Your tongue was doing. They don't even understand that the same thing that it costs at the market. I don't want to come there. Maybe another time. Yeah. When they go to the mall, say things are expensive. But when they come to the church, <laughs> things must be cheap there. In, yeah, there are people, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't want to say it. There are people whose plan, you know, your water bill is is charged and your sewage is based on what you have used. Do you understand? Yeah, it's a rate multiplied by the water bill. So there are people who don't do number one and number two in the house because they don't want the water bill to go up. They come and do it in the church so that the church bill can go high. And, and the tea road that they cannot afford, they come to the church. You know that the church one is very nice. Softer, it's not the one ply. The church one is heavy, designer one.
perfumed and perforated. So they come and use some and take the rest with them. Yeah. There are people that when they are coming, they bring their two phones to charge it in the church because they don't want their electricity to go high in the house. Meanwhile, they contribute surely nothing. You see, but what do you do? You don't, do you fight children? You don't fight. When they grow, anyone who don't pay tight has not been, you, no matter what you think about yourself, you're a spiritual child. When you grow, you mature in the spirit, you notice that I want to contribute. What is there? What can I do? Is there something I can spend on? Can I contribute to the beauty of the home? Can I do something? You'll begin, you'll be fighting. You know, when you go to a restaurant with people who are fighting to pay the bill, then you see mature people. But there are people who always position themselves. <laughs> After they have eaten the, the bill, <coughs> I'm coming. They are going to the washroom. So by the time they come, they oh, you've paid. Oh, I would have paid though. Okay, next time, next time, next time, allow me to take care of it. You are a babe. Tell some babe. <laughs> it means you don't contribute. Because Titan is a, look, I have, to, I have to think about whether I want to be a Christian. Because to pay my tithe, I had to sit down. Because I knew the value of money. I said, this thing, if it's real, it's real. If it's not real, am I ready to take this journey? Every month, am I going to do this? When I calculated, I noticed that, no, the Bible is true. I'm speaking in tongues. I can't hear. I said, I'm going to do it. But when you are a spiritual babe, on a good day, you would like to pay. Yeah. On a day that things are not the way you want, say, no, I'm not paying. Yeah. But when you are matured, your responsibility is your responsibility. That is why your father and your mother don't complain to you. They may not have money, but they will make a way. Because they are matured. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're not matured, you don't even know. That's what the Bible says. Strong meat. Strong meat belongs to those who are matured, who are skillful. They have their sense exercised. They can discern between good and evil. Somebody who cannot decide now. Sometimes there's not a good reason why you should spend all those money on your children. There's no good. They, you are doing it because they are your children. That's maturity. Your child, baby like that, is not starting. You cannot, you cannot send the baby. You, cannot, you don't have any benefit from the baby, but you spend a lot because you are matured. Amen. Yeah, in the same way you mature in Christ, you will do what is expected. God says I should do that. That is what I will do. And watch those who are not able to be faithful with Titan. If somebody is not faithful to God, the one who gives him the breath. You want to marry such a person? Even God, he is not faithful to. You think that he will be faithful to you? He's not matured. Yeah. These are the people that every day they change their mind. They can propose to 12 people in a year. Every month, they've seen somebody new. Immaturity. They are, hey, it looks like it's this one. 
Hey. Pastor, I, I made a mistake. I, I, I like this one. Then there was, no, no, no. It's this one, the one, the sister who came fresh. Yeah. I, 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 I like the way she walks. She, she, she walks in power. I, I, I like. You see, immaturity cannot even take a decision and stay by it. Are you here? I see you maturing. You should be worried. Because not only that, not only because there are things that God has also reserved for you that you can never have it unless you mature. Because the Bible said the hair, as far as is an infant, is no different from a slave or a servant. Yeah. You may be the hair, but you will not have contractual capacity. You cannot, yeah. You may be the hair. You may be the Lord of all, but yet you will never be able to assess the things that belong to you. Your property will be given to a trustee. So you will be happy that you can't pay your tithe. You are not mature. What it also means is that all the things that God has for you, you cannot assess it. Is it there in Galatians? And now I say that the hair, as long as it's a child, Different nothing from a servant. Though he be the Lord of all. You may be, the building belongs to the car. People will be using your car. People will be using your building. Everything you can't have because you have not. You are still a babe. You are a child. Hallelujah. I see you maturing. I see you paying your tithe. And I see God causing you to be the Lord of all. May you be a hair. May you be a partaker. Oh, may the Lord bless you. And cause his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.